Your 2023 marketing strategy, I'm sorry to tell you, probably won't work. It is probably perfect based on what happened in 2022, right? It was a hard year in many ways, but really you did all the right things. You adjusted, you've done the math, and you've worked out that the budget balances and you delivered, right? So you're trying to do the same thing this time next year. You want to be in that same place. But here's the problem. You may have noticed a recession's coming or bad economic times if it's not technically a recession. It's coming and your CFO is going to tell you that your budget's being cut, most likely. Most SaaS companies are experiencing some version of that right now. Or if they're not right now, they will be pretty soon. And again, we talked in the last episode about uh, about how you should then change your messaging to this, right? And that's because your customers are also going to be feeling like this. But let's focus on you for a second here. Now that your budget is going to be cut, how are you going to resource hitting the goals that you want to? What are you going to do about hitting the same growth goals with less or exactly the same amount of money? It's going to be pretty challenging because even if you manage to hit you know, the right calculation of how much money you would need based on 2022, 2023 performance is actually going to be down already because sooner or later, everybody else is going to be thinking, ah, man, maybe I need to stop spending so much money. Maybe I should stop buying software. Okay, so we are going to enter a time, no matter whether you are in a company where the going's good and your CEO and your CFO or your CMO have gone, no, this is fine. We're going to invest in growth or whether you're in the complete opposite where everything is on fire, everything is being cut and you are left trying to hit the same goals. What should you do about this? Well, the first thing I want to say is that later on this month, this is November at the time of recording, Tuesday, November 22nd at 2 p.m. British Standard Time, I will be giving a rerun, um, slightly updated, of our masterclass on how to build an anti-fragile marketing organization. If you want to find out how to not be affected in the same way that your colleagues in other organizations might be, you should come along to that. I'm going to be doing it live on LinkedIn So go to my LinkedIn profile. It's Mark Thomas, remember, M-A-R-C Thomas. uh, And I'm the head of growth at Power by Search. If you want to find me and you just register there, I'll be doing it live though. So you can just turn up uh, on LinkedIn at that time and that'd be great. But let's talk about some things you can do right now. The first thing, I'm going to talk about six. The first thing that you should be doing is consolidating marketing technology spend into better products that go further for you. Now, it is not uncommon to find that uh, marketing teams in large SaaS companies are paying for multiple products that do the same thing. One of those obvious ones is that the sales team and the marketing team are working out of different CRMs. When I first saw this, I found it completely unbelievable, but actually the more that I work in enterprise B2B SaaS, the more common that seems to be. Now, consolidating those two products into one product, maybe you give, maybe the sales team gives, you know, and you decide together which ta- which product to actually use and invest in, you can save 
you know, one of those subscriptions. Those tools are not cheap. You're likely paying for multiple products with overlapping functionalities as well. Now, uh, if you are paying for Active Campaign, but you're also paying for HubSpot, why? You can run your email marketing from HubSpot, right? Which is probably more integral to your work as it is. Same thing if you're running um, multiple ad channels using a tool like Shape versus just HubSpot. I mean, the amount of stuff that you can consolidate into HubSpot alone is quite impressive. You can save a heap of money just by doing that. So that's just an example though. There are heaps of products that you use as marketing technology that get you the same outcome, but with multiple investments, which is really inefficient. And when every dollar or penny or euro cent actually counts, you really need to be thinking about these things. Another way that you can uh, often get cheaper marketing technology is actually by buying it through your marketing agency. Us included at Powered by Search, we have multiple uh, agreements uh, with partners and we can often sell you the marketing technology that you need, as will probably your marketing agency, if you're not working with us already, be able to sell you a version of that um, because they're partners with each each one of these vendors. The second thing is cutting underperformant ad spend. Now, this one is an absolute gimme, but you have to know where to look. Uh, so we generally find that 40 to 60% of ad spend is ineffective when we start working with clients. Now, imagine if you are spending, let's say, 100K a month on ads. Not unusual. Um, if you were able to get 40K back per month in ads, what would you do with that? Where would you put $40,000 a month if you suddenly were like, this isn't doing anything for me. I may as well take it off and stop spending it. Now, you have to spend it because otherwise you won't get it back in next year's budget. But what could you turn 40K into if you really put it to work? Now, some places where you can find that, the most obvious one is targeting. The biggest opportunity that many people miss is that their ads are actually going to the wrong people. So let's say you are the uh, VP of marketing and you're trying to, or your team is trying to manage ads that target um, registered nursing directors. Uh, I don't know why I've chosen that example, but I have. So let's roll with it. Uh, registering nursing directors in hospitals. So that would be the kind of person you're selling some nursing technology, presumably. Uh, otherwise, you're doing a really weird targeting in the first place. Uh, um, but you're trying to sell these people something, but it's also only for people in the US. Now, if people in Canada are uh, looking at your ads, even if they are the registered nursing director in that specific hospital, the right ICP, except they're in the wrong territory, wasted ad spend, right? Uh, equally, ads that are getting clicks from totally the wrong people or engagement reach ads that would be basically just being shown to the wrong people in the first place. Um, another one is excluding competitors. If you're on LinkedIn and you're, sh and you're spending money on ads and you want to cut spend, check who's seeing your ads, check which companies are seeing them. If your biggest competitors are um, 
clicking your ads, seeing them, <laughs> you're wasting money. You don't want them. You want the people who they're also trying to target most likely, right? So there's a heap of ways you can do that. And in fact, we have an episode of this podcast about how to cut back on ad spend that is underperformance. So go and listen to that. Number three is using email to revive dead leads. Heaps and heaps of people come through your marketing funnel, your marketing system every single year. They want to buy your product, but for one reason or another, it doesn't work out. So your sales team or your product team or your marketing team, doesn't matter who it is, but somebody marks those deals at some point as lost. Now, most companies that I encounter don't have a system to go back and automatically renew those conversations. Every now and again, every, say, six months on a normal basis, you're going to want to go back and send them a reactivation sequence. Most companies don't do that, though. This problem becomes even more acute right now. So there's people who are in your ICP who just didn't work out the first time around who are sitting in your CRM right now. Now, if you did what I said at the first uh, part of this, and maybe you consolidated to a tool like HubSpot, which has marketing automation and CRM, like deal management, in place, you should be able to target these people super easily with an automation that basically just says, hey, is now a good time to pick up our conversation about X product category or X pain point that you solve? Simple one-liner Put, it, put them in that sequence where they get that and they get maybe one or two more emails at a space period. Using email to revive those dead leads is like free revenue for anyone who emails at the right time with the right offer. Your competitors will be doing this also. It is up to you to make the most of it, right? Let's also talk about uh, number four, which is using email to move customers to annual deals. Cash flow is super important right now. If you can get a lot of cash in the bank, your problems all become a lot easier, right? That's, that's basic economics, it's basic company building, it's basic marketing. If you can get the cash right now, great, you should. It helps you protect, protect against churn later on in, uh, in the immediate future because you're getting annual agreements. It helps you uh, get cash flow that you can use to make better choices about ad spend or outspend your competitors or whatever you want to do here. You can do this by getting people to move to annual deals using email. Now, many of your customers, just like you are, are looking to save on expense right now. They want to, they think often, cancel things, right? But really what they want is they want more for less or they want to pay less and get the same. It doesn't matter really. Now, offering annual upgrades for customers can be a great way to get that cash flow that's so important and for you to align their incentives to yours. Most people, when they think about giving a annual upgrade, will say, okay, you get 12 months for the price of 10. So if you upgrade today, you pay in full, we'll give you two free months effectively. Now, phrasing it like that um, can have the effect of devaluing your offer in the first place. And while if you can give me two free months now, why do I have to pay for them at all? Like, it can't be that valuable. A different way to phrase this 
which I've found to be quite effective, is to offer additional capacity or months free instead. So rather than cutting your costs, so you're saying like, uh, I don't know, rather than um, rather than $100 a month, it's $83 a month, right? That's, that's cutting costs. Instead, you say, okay, you're paying for 12 months, but we're actually going to give you 14 months free. Uh, sorry, 14 months total. So you get two months free. Amazing it's a mistake to make that. Don't offer 14 months free. That's how you get fired as a marketer, right? So um, the other thing you can do is offer additional account capacity on your client's accounts. Um, so whether that's seats, whether it's features, doesn't matter what it is. Offer more rather than offering a cut in cost to them. Number five is revisiting your messaging to align to customer pain points in a recessionary environment. Now, right at the top of this episode, we talked about how important it is. And again, I mentioned in the last episode how important it is to adjust your messaging to the market that you're in. Right now, your customers' pains have changed or are about to change. They won't be thinking about how to grow more. Many people will literally be thinking about how do I not go out of business? So those are two very different propositions because they're different pains. What would it look like for you to change your messaging to align to those new pain points in a recessionary environment? If you don't think that this is happening for your industry yet, maybe your industry hasn't noticed a slowdown, I can promise you software is a leading indicator for many industries, maybe not all, but many industries that hard times are coming. If we're feeling it, people are likely going to feel it later. Now is the time to get to work on understanding your customers right now, right? Not who they were in 2022 or 2021 or whatever, right now. Put the work in to build a really good customer research strategy. Understand their pain points deeply and then make changes based on that. If you want to find a walk through of all of the things that people do wrong about customer research. We actually have a um, blog post on our site, poweredbysearch.com. It is called something like, uh, talk to your customers is good advice, but it's not enough. So go check that out. It is honestly, I think one of the best things I've written about marketing. So <laughs> I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, and then finally, number six is repurposing the inefficient ad spend that you cut earlier as investment in fresh creatives and additional pain point focused content. So I mentioned to you that if you were spending 100K on ads, we typically find that about 40 to 60% of ad spend is actually wasted for many reasons. It doesn't actually result in anything. Now, if you took that 40 to 60K based on your 100K spend, what would you do with it? My argument is that you should invest that into better ad spend. So how do you do that? You refresh creative you run new campaigns. But also, we know that all of our metrics are connected. So one channel does not live in isolation from all of the others in an efficient way. If you are running paid media, you should also be running content. If you're running content, you should also be running paid media and demand gen and email marketing. All of these things cut CAC rather than increase it, as long as they're done effectively. So Rather than just saying, I'm going to spend more on the campaigns that are working because campaigns don't scale linearly, 
in a linear fashion, I should say. Repurpose that inefficient ad spend as investment in fresh creative campaigns and additional pain point focused content that actually commits and commits to converting. Now, those are the six things that you should be doing right now, regardless of where you're at. I'll just reel them off again. Number one, consolidating marketing technology spend into better products that go further for you. Number two, cutting underperformant ad spend. Number three, using email to revive dead deals. Number four, using email to move customers to annual deals. Number five, revisiting your messaging to align to customers' pain points in a recessionary environment. And number six, repurposing the inefficient ad spend as investment in fresh creative campaigns and additional pain point focused content. If you can make your focus this year and 2023, I'm speaking about this year really, focus on decoupling investment and returns. You do that by increasing quality pipeline contributions, decreasing customer acquisition cost, and increasing lifetime value. The chances are that if you move two out of three of those, you will have a better year than the average marketing leader. If you want help with working all of this out, we will happily help you out here. Just go to poweredbysearch.com and click work with us or get a free marketing plan. I'll see you next time.